Hey everyone, welcome back to the Gary V Audio Experience. Today's episode is a segment from the most recent Marketing of the Now episode, where Gary sits down with Mark Cuban to talk about their long history with innovative technology, Web 3.0, the introduction of NFTs, and more. We hope you enjoy. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Mark, it's great to see you, brother. Hey, bud, how are you? I'm really well, thanks for being on. I'm gonna go right into the first thing I wanna say, which is I, I think you are underrated because I think you and I share something and, it, and the final, final nail in the coffin happened with this last five, six months with NFTs. As a, you know, I think you are incredibly consumer centric and I don't think people talk about it enough. When I say that to you, you know, because I, everything that I've come across on NFTs, it just scares, almost shakes me. It makes me happy because I admire you a lot. Um, I'm like, man, that's the same that works for me. You don't come from a place of what's in it for me. You come from a place of what's in it for them and then you reverse engineer. That's what I believe I do. And I've noticed that through the years, you know, obviously we know each other a little bit, but like, this one especially, I feel like you and I and maybe a couple other people have been pretty aggressive on it in a way that just feels exactly like Web 1.0 did for me, yeah. exactly what Web 2.0 felt for me. And it probably shouldn't be a surprise because of how much you nailed Web 1 and how intuitive you were in Web 2, even though you were so busy in what you were doing. When I say that opening line, does that hit? Do you understand it? And what? how do you take that? Yeah, of course I understand it. I mean you know, the only benefit of technology is when people benefit from it. And you have to understand what the applications are and how people can consume them. And so, yeah, I agree with you, whether it was, you know, my, my first company doing local area networks before pretty much anybody else doing streaming, doing um, the first all high definition TV um, um, station, yep. you know, being vertical in 2006 with only net theater and releasing movies on DVD yep. and online, you know, it all comes down to what are people going to consume? What's the path of least resistance for consumers? And if you can take the technology that you're involved with and supply that path of least resistance and give them a better experience, you're gonna win. Mark, I have a take that there's a lot of 1999, 2000 internet dynamics playing out here. That yep. the macro NFT thing is way, way, way bigger than people actually realize because it's gonna be it's a social truth. It's the digitalization of assets. We use those assets to communicate. This is gonna play out, comma, like 99 and 2000, there's so much excitement in a, in a certain group, still a small group, but excitement that just like a lot of the internet stocks were overpriced on the macro long-term promise of internet, that a lot of the investing in the individual NFTs have a lot of vulnerability as supply and demand dynamics play out over the next half decade to maybe not be great individual investments, but the macro, and if you can find the Amazon and the eBay and the Google in there, what do you think about that? I think I think you're wrong. I don't think it's 1999, okay. I think it's 1995, right? And, Understood. And I think it's not so much about NFTs. NFTs are proof of concept. Just like, you know, in 1995, everybody was just setting up a website and that website was a business, you know, hey, and it seemed complicated to do HTML or JavaScript, right? Yes. Oh, I know somebody who does HTML. They must be really, really smart. And, and so every website seemed like a business and everybody got excited about it. But it turned out that was really just proof of concept. 
And the underlying concept now are smart contracts on EVMs, um, Ethereum virtual machines, typically on Ethereum, but also on Matic and other places, right? And you're starting, and just like we argued about in streaming, we argued real networks versus um, uh, Netshow versus all these other streaming protocols, yep. right? Now we're arguing about blockchains. But the reality is smart contracts on Ethereum and other compatible blockchains it's just the beginning and yeah. the proof of concept is nfts because anything digital can be an nft and we've just scratched the surface on what truly is going to be done with these smart contracts who do you think the big winners are and who are the big losers in let's say the way you see the chess moves playing out over the next let's i'm going to i'm going to truncate this in the next 5 years 7 Maybe I'll let you push it to 10. I'll let you go where you want to go. Who do you think really wins from this at scale? Consumers are now accustomed to a non-custodial wallet. They, you know, I keep telling people, my friends, I'm like, don't be your mom and dad. They were scared to put a credit card into a computer yeah. and now and you're scared, right? Same exact, yeah, that's the analogy I use. People I were it. terrified of credit terrified. cards. Terrified. You know? No when one's going to use Wine Amazon. Library. Yeah, no one's going to use what, Amazon. Literally every person at my dad's liquor store, when I was like, buy winelibrary.com, don't drive from New York to the store, they were like, I, why would, I, my credit card's gonna get stolen. Right, and that's what you saw on media too, right? You know, that's when TV was really big, you know, and I remember doing streaming and people were like, I don't know what internet broadcasting is, but I'll just turn on my TV. Correct. You know, leave me alone. <laughs> who do you think, who do you think, Mark, oh, to, the, to the question? Who's... Yeah, who do you think, who do you think's positioned to really do nicely? And who do you think loses a little bit of leverage in a scaled internet and now an emergingly scaled blockchain ecosystem? Too early to tell. It really, really is. I think Ethereum will be fine. And the reason I say that is because it's what, it's, it's the platform everybody's trying to compete with. And when you try to compete on speed, transactions per second, and pricing, it's really, really tough because everybody sets the same you know, milestones and benchmarks. And it's not like the people in the Ethereum community with their EIPs or Ethereum improvement um, proposals aren't gonna keep on moving forward. They, they do. And so the whole industry is going to move forward. Smart contracts will move forward. I think what's going to drive everything is the applications. So we're seeing, you know, like what you've done, you've extended um, the value proposition for NFTs, not just, you know, a digital picture or movie or whatever it may be. You know, you, you've extended the value and that was ballsy because I, I wouldn't even want to be your accountant or your, your tax guy for the way you guys did it. Well, right? especially when you sell Ethereum at an ordinary income and then it decides to go in half. I've had a very intriguing 48 hours, no question. Yeah, no, no, I mean, just like because you included access to different events, right. you know, how do you account for that? You that's know, right. there, there's issues there. So, you know, that's one issue. I mean, things like um, Cliff Notes, right? Why aren't Cliff Notes NFTs? You take your class, you sell them, right? Someone's going 100%. to buy a publishing company and do all that. We still haven't solved music. There's still issues with royalties and extending them across platforms, right? So there's all these things that are going to be solved at some point. And, you know, just like you use the credit card analogy, I use the streaming analogy. When we first started streaming in 1995, in order to listen to, you know, a radio station, you had to have a PC with a modem, with a dial-up ISP, with a TCP IP client, with a, a, a client to do the streaming, with a, you know, a batch file on a website. And now when you think about streaming, you just think about watching TV, Correct. watching a Correct. show, you don't even know what happens. 
Mark, before, before, I lose, before I lose you in a minute, is there any logical reason for anyone to issue a ticket to an event, a concert, a sporting event, some other, as we go and let's say the prices come down because I can respect where Ethereum is right now with gas prices, but you could do it on wax, you could do it on others and we'll, we'll see level two with Ethereum. Is there going to be a tipping point where in a little bit here, two years, three years, one year, five years, where there'll almost be no reason to not make every ticket an NFT because it becomes a marketing collateral asset for that issuer and God forbid Luca drops 100 points in a game in four years, it becomes a secondary derivative royalty asset for your team. Yeah, and also it, it's, you know, it's something, it's it's an enabler too, so you can do so many different things with it. But the question isn't will it, it's when, and the question becomes at what, we'll start doing it this coming season where we'll issue an NFT after you've chosen your ticket on Ticketmaster or whatever, right? So Gary has seat A3 in section 109. Now we already know that. We use the API, bam, we'll give Derek, Gary his NFT. And that comes with all the associated value that we create for it because there's no limit to the value we can add to it. And then the hard part then is saying, okay, how do we move that closer to the origination of the purchase of the ticket? Yeah, it'll take some time. Yeah, that'll take some time. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people, you know, it's so funny. People that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away, which were our favorites this week? Thanks, Gary. Today's amazing five-star review reads, I've been listening to Gary for years and I am constantly revisiting his content across all platforms. The way he combines business advice with basic humility and kindness is amazing. He's made me feel better about so many aspects of business and life in general. Would very highly recommend. We thank you so much for recommending this podcast and to anybody else out there, if you leave us a review, you might just get shouted out in the next episode.